All right, this is AP and Spence. Uh, we are two lawyers talking college sports and sports law in general. It's a beautiful November day. We missed last week because we were both at a legal education class. How was that class for you? I loved it. Yeah, it was at Salishan at the Oregon coast. It's not the Oregon beach. It's the coast, uh, as a southern person that lived in Southern California might say. That's right. And it's just a beautiful area. It's a great continuing legal education. I know you're a part of that, a big part of putting that together. We, yep. we had some folks in person and we learned to be better lawyers, learn a little bit new information. We keep our license active. Also good. Meet yeah. some people. Uh, all good stuff, right? All, all good things. You know, all and you meet things. people across the aisle, the defense aisle. We're on the claimant side and, and uh, you know, uh, everybody eats a little bit of food and, and says hello. It's fun. Yeah. And we actually had really good weather too. That was a surprise, right? I yeah, mean, normally, amazing weather. Normally the Oregon coast in late October, early November, rainy, cold, uh, but this time it was beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, anyways, it was, it was really great. I thought I had a blast, good food, good people, yeah. good information. So I'm, we're sorry to all the listeners out there who didn't get to hear our melodic voices last year, mm-hmm. last week, but we're back. Don't, don't worry. If you worry, don't worry. And there were, you know that the fans kind of thought, are they done with this podcast? Are they not doing it anymore? We have listeners in 49 states verified. That's right. Through our app. And that's true. And, and like 40 different countries. And 40 different countries. Right, yeah. And so, and there, there are thousands of listeners and people have logged in and, and we have fun with it, right? We bring the knowledge to different parts of the country. I think that's what makes our podcast Maybe potentially a little unique in the sports realm where they tend to be a little bit more regionalized unless you're a superstar, Dan Patrick, or something like that. You do regionalized stuff. We don't regionalize that well. That's right. We're pretty much worldwide, Spence. That's right. Right now, someone in Iran is listening to right. your voice and it's putting him to sleep. That's, that's right. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so, just speaking of the fact that we are nationwide here and, and international, uh, we have Conference USA, right? A couple weeks ago, Conference USA, we talked about how they lo- they're losing six members mm-hmm. of their uh, conference to the American Athletic Conference, okay? So they, Conference USA, and we even asked, I even asked you, what does Conference USA do? Do they fold? Do they combine with the Sun Belt? What do they do? Well, this week we found out what they're going to do. What they're going to do is they're going to add two FBS schools, Liberty and New Mexico State. Of course, you know their mascots. New Mexico State Lobos. No, they are the Aggies. There's New Mexico's Lobos, huh? That's right. Dang it. I bet you it's like when people do the Oregon State Ducks, and you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Beavers. But, okay. And then the Liberty Bells. The Liberty Flames. Liberty Flames. Flames. And the Calgary. Uh, and Calgary Flames also. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, they're, they must be good friends. So then, so, we, so they're adding those two schools. Yeah. And they are also going to add... Sam Houston State, our good friends, the Bearcats. Yeah, right? we've had them on the show. Had them on the show multiple times. And then also Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks. Yeah, okay? yeah. Now. Not who Deion Sanders coaches. Not, no, Deion Sanders is at Jackson State. So I get all that confused. I, it is confusing. Yeah, yeah. But so, so they're adding those four schools. Now, first of all, Liberty is an up-and-coming um, Good program. Yeah. The year after year, they have a winning program. They're good. New Mexico State has not been historically very good. They've had a couple of good runs uh, maybe a decade ago. They haven't been very good over the last little while, but they need, they need to find a conference, and they're falling into the Conference USA. What city are they located in? They are in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay, that's right. Las Cruces. Have you been there? 
I've never been to Las uh, Cruces. Is that kind of like Area 51-ish? I, is it's it? like southern, I think I'm pretty sure it's southern New Mexico. Okay. I've been to, I've been to central and, and, and eastern New Mexico. Beautiful. Beautiful towns. It, you know, so, what are they famous for in New Mexico? Generally, it's the it's the Roswell stuff, right? Yeah, there's and, some there. Well, there's some of that and some stuff. art, artwork. Yeah, lots of artwork, deco art. It's really a, a very warm. Yeah. Uh, the reason I went down to New Mexico was to go to the International Hot Air Balloon Festival, oh. which is really fun in Albuquerque. You know, I see air balloons along I five around the Woodburn area. Yeah. Sometimes I'm driving up. So. Yeah. We need to get on one, one sometime. One time, let's As do just it. like, uh, we'll do a podcast from up there. Uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> Drop the iPad and, you know. So, what do you think, first of all, what do you think about the ad, Conference USA adding these four schools? You know, what does it do to the conference? Obviously, it keeps it afloat, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, step one, keep it afloat. We don't want to go defunct. And then number two, you got some interesting schools there with uh, kind of a varied uh, regional background as yeah. well. And so I think there's some cool things for that. I think it's a good move. Sam Houston State has been pretty good in bat- yeah. football. They're, 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 they're a good little basketball program, too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. And I'm, I'm excited for the Bearcats. I, you know, like yeah. I said, they're friends of the show. And so it'd be really cool to hear how they go. And maybe we can get him back on the, on the, on the uh, podcast one of these days to talk about that transition. But the transition that I'm you know, interested in about is the transition of going from an FBS, FCS school to an FBS school, right? Yeah. So there's, you know, this will make, I think, 122 or 23 with JMU added to the Sun Belt, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, right around there, uh, FBS schools, that transition, I mean, typically, you know, there are some FCS schools that will beat FBS schools, like Kansas seems to lose every year, you know, sure. stuff like that. But Washington lost to Montana this year, for example. But in Seattle. In Seattle. Unbelievable. But, but most of the time, they just don't have the athletes or the size or the money to be able to compete with the FBS schools. Yeah. So You're not going to get the recruits. It's just going to be tough, you know? Yeah, so imagine, imagine now switching from FCS to FBS now in today's environment. Do you think that's going to be a hard transition for Sam Houston State and Jacksonville State? You know, I think because so many schools are moving right now, uh, it's created this like chain reaction. I think it'll be okay. And I think also because now you can do name, image, and likeness in the FBS level, that's great. You can get some recruits that way. Hey, come to Sam Houston State. Uh, We got a booster that's going to be hiring a bunch of our athletes for their business, and you're going to make some money. Come on here, and you're gonna you're gonna get some recruits. So I think it's 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 going to be. It's going to be okay, but you're not going to be able to come in right away and get all the players and be competitive right away. Being competitive in football takes two or three or four years. You're going to have to be patient as they transition in, get the talent in the door, start winning some football games, and then make it happen. Yeah, that'll be cool. Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, 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 what happens with those two programs. Now, the other program that we want to talk about is, is, is actually the James Madison University Dukes. I know you knew that. I didn't even need to ask you that. No. Yeah, Duke's Blue Devils. That's right. Right, I know Duke. No, no, no. no yeah. you're, you're confusing two schools. <laughs> confusing two. We got to make sure we give a pro, good, good information. Exactly. So JMU, James Madison University, the Dukes, they are a FCS powerhouse. Year after year, they're making the playoffs. They're a very good program. What does the FCF playoff look like? It's uh, I think it's the top eight teams top make eight. it, uh, and they uh, the the winner from each conference goes, and then they have a few at larges. And then they yeah. play the top eight schools. So they do a little better than the FBS. I right now yeah. I would say, um, and so James Madison University is playing, uh, is going to 
joined re reportedly. It isn't official yet, but they're going to reportedly join the Sun Belt Conference, right? The they're, Fun Belt. They're going to be going to be part of the Fun Belt, which is a great move for them. Like I said, they're a powerhouse in the FCS. You know who also is? I think it's North Dakota State. That's right, but but you know what what conference are they going to join? I mean, maybe Conference USA. I guess maybe SEC. As, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but so James Madison is joining the Fun Belt, the Sun Belt, and uh, and and as a result of that rumor. Their current conference, the Colonial Athletic Association, has said, if you leave, if you give notice that you are leaving at the end of this year to join the Sun Belt next year, your, all of your sports teams are precluded from participating in any conference, in any conference championship tournaments this year. Do you think they can do that contractually, legally? I mean, they probably can. I'm sure they have that ability. That also seems really in poor taste. All sports? Can't do, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think about that, Spence? That sounds I, like poor form. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's poor form on the part of this con uh, the CAA. You still ultimately, I, you know, like you've always said, uh, you, that you, I think you, the statement you've always said is that is that the is that the um, is that college football is not a relationship business, right? Or is that? Yeah, yeah, it's not a relationship. Business. No, no, it, no. It's, it it's, is related. <laughs> it, it is, right? I mean, it's a small market. It's a small business. It's, it's Compliance is that way. Football is that way. And I think it just comes back to haunt you. Because if I was going to join their conference now, I'd be like, man, look how they treated the person heading out. What if we ever headed out? They kind of screwed us like that, too. Right. You know what? What you say is, hey, you've been a fantastic member of our conference, and we hate to lose you. We want to keep you more than anything, but we get that you got to do what you got to do. And um, it is what it is. Yeah, BYU, my school, is going through this right now by leaving the WCC for all their Olympic sports and the most of their other sports to join the Big 12. They're moving all sports into the Big 12 because initially they were talking about maybe just moving <coughs> football, but all sports are going into the Big 12. And so that means we're, we're you know, avoid, you know we're, we're getting out of the WCC where we've been very happy for the last 10 years. Yeah. And, and, you know, it seems like, we you know, we... There was a lot of praise for the WCC. We gave them two years' notice. Hey, this is what's going on, um, and it didn't seem like the, the the divorce between BYU and the WCC was was very ugly. I'm sure there are probably some programs that aren't very happy about us leaving. There might be some that are probably happy about us leaving. You know, like, sure, yeah, uh, you know, because we've been one of the better programs with most of our sports. Yeah, but 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 with James Madison, it seems a little petty to me, and it seems like. I agree. I think it, it, it's not a good move. It doesn't look good for the CAA to do this. And hopefully they'll correct that and, uh, you know, let James Madison University explore better and bigger po possibilities, right? Yeah, they've been dominating the conference and stuff. And, and I get it if you say you're disappointed as a conference. So of course you're disappointed. You're not happy for them. But you don't punish the students because that, that's punishing kids that earn the right to be there. Right. And, you're, and if you're really about student-athlete welfare, helping student-athletes, and then you make a move like this to punish and be, that's just not a good look. Yeah, I agree. Well, hopefully they'll figure that out, but I, I, just, I just think, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't agree with that on, at all on CAA's part. Hopefully they, they reiterate or re-examine re that and make, make the transition a little bit more smooth. Yeah. All right, well, we know that there's going to be more conference realignment in the next few weeks. I mean, it's, it's, right now is the time. And then it'll die down for a little while, but... Yeah. But we'll try our best to keep you apprised about everything that happens. Yeah, little Tetrises, and you move a couple, and then it moves a few, and then a couple move, and then a few more, and then it's like, and then everything settles finally. Yeah. 
And uh, you would play Tetris all the time. Right? I, in law school, I, I think I felt like you were playing in every sure. class. That's right? right. That's right. All right, we'll keep you all posted. All right, so this is uh, AP and Spencer, two lawyers talking college sports. We're going to have uh, some rules out here, right? This yeah. Is, I know this is your favorite segment. It's it most is. of our listeners' favorite segment. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk some rules, Ed. We're going to start with an issue with the Illinois um, Center, yeah. who uh, is coming back to school. He's a heck of a player, went to the NBA to figure it out if he was going to go to the NBA. Uh-huh. And then he, um, and then he, while he was out... While he had put his name in the draft, which you can do now, he sold some apparel, right? Yeah. And then when he came, he said, decided to come back to school, he'd already sold the apparel that had already happened. And, uh, and so then the NCAA came down and said, boom, we're suspending you for three days. Yeah. Three games. Three games. Two. That's like quarter of the year? That's it. No, three games of football. This is basketball. So that's oh, like I'm a, thinking that's football. That's like a tenth of the year. Yeah, ten, yeah, how many games of basketball? They're play? usually like 30 to 32 pre, you know, okay. regular season, and then you got the March Madness. Maybe 10%. So th- but, but what this does, I think, is usually in those first three games, a lot of the bigger programs will play three smaller schools. And, and you know, those are when you kind of get things figured out, get playing together, that kind of thing. So, rules, Ed, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, this guy put his name into the draft. He's still an eligible, he's still an eligible student because he hadn't signed with an agent, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Then he comes back to school, but he had sold the memorabilia during that time frame. Mm-hmm. So, what's the violation? Yeah, so basically, it's before these name, image, and likeness rules went into effect, and which now you could do that. But before then, yeah, you can't use your name, image, or likeness to profit. And you can't get extra benefits. And so this triggers a couple of them. Extra benefits. So you can get gear. The NCAA carves it out that you can get swag as a student athlete that you can basically have to wear for practice or competition. Can't sell it. Can't trade it. Can't barter it. Can't give it to recruits. Um, that sort of thing. So this was a huge, huge issue. And I was in charge of equipment at USC when I was there. And I was in charge of putting in some programs into place for two or three different years because we were, Ohio State was going through problems. Schools, Oregon was going through some problems where people were selling gear on eBay, giving it away as gifts, giving it to recruits, making extra money. And you got to remember, these are, it, Spence, you've seen some of these places when we go to USC. The, the gear is like, unbelievable right there are millions of dollars i mean just unbelievable not millions hundreds of thousands of dollars of gear shoes and gear and helmets and swag and sweaters all over the place that have high high ticket value sweatshirt i'm wearing now that sort of thing that's a usc trojan dry fit you know might retail for 69 dollars, 70 dollars. Yeah. you know and they're there you got for free got for free so what you can do is you know you can think about it as a kid you could say hey uh you know equipment director i lost my hoodie can you get me another one Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Here you go. Boom. They get you a new one, right? But you don't, You have your other one. You just want to sell it. There's a guy down the road that wants it, and you say, hey, there's 79 bucks in the bookstore. I'll give you one for 40 Right. if you buy it for me. Okay, I'll do it. Makes 40 bucks. Made 40 bucks cash. Gets his own sweatshirt. Hey, I can do that a couple more times. I'll be a little extra pocket money. A lot of schemes are going on like that, and, and we had to clean, uh, not at USC necessarily, but we had to clean it up and make sure we had the right policies in place. That's what's going on. Here, basically, he's selling some gear too early. He's getting an extra benefit, you know, and um, it wasn't allowed at the time. Now, he's he's banned for, he has to sit for three games. He has to make a charitable donation of his choice. Uh, who knows how much they came up with, or they probably 
maybe it was 150 bucks or 200 yeah. bucks or 300 but uh, it's still embarrassing and it makes the news right Associated Press News that's always the whole thing too so you embarrass yourself you embarrass your team you sit out you know it, it's just not a good look uh, all the way around so we always had to really get in front of the student athletes I would do that in, for, in football so what we had just to say I guess it's now probably a moot point because athletes can sell it but what used to have in place is before somebody could say, hey, I lost something, they had to sign an attestation. It was a one-page attestation that we created that was at the front of the compliance off, or uh, the equipment office. And they would say, I lost this item, give a quick little statement, and I agree that, uh, and then they check a box that says, I won't sell, barter, trade, or whatever, I'm being honest, and if I don't, I could lose my eligibility. Now we did that, now if the kids still wanted to do it, they probably could, but now they've signed a statement, they're lying to the school. So it kind of takes USC off the hook, and it, and it blames specifically that kid, and that's more of an institutional control, um, that sort of thing. So if, you're, so if you're advising a student athlete, and the student athlete is like this Cockburn player, I mean, this guy's a heck of a player, he's, a, he's huge, super talented, incredible player he, he will make a lot of money in his life making playing professional sports playing professional <clears throat> basketball but so if a kid comes to you and says hey listen i'm going to put my name into the draft i may be coming back you know what com- what type of a conversation are you having with that kid before he or she goes out and tests the water so to speak yeah i mean because because now the image and likeness has changed some of this where now you could do some of these things depending on what the institutions put in place whether it's selling gear, I'm sure they don't want you selling the gear they give you. Um, but you just got to be careful. You got to really think about the long, big picture of things. Uh, sometimes athletes aren't good at doing that. They're just in the immediate now. Hey, I can I can make forty bucks and uh, or sixty bucks this weekend. We can go get see a movie and uh, go get some drinks or whatever it is. And so I can do this little scheme and and make a little extra money because they got to remember a lot of these kids came from nothing. They were in high school and they had nothing. And now they have access to a couple hundred bucks here and there and that sort of thing. And they try to exploit the system. You know, it's just the way it goes. So you got to think of the big ticket. Think of your career. Think of your your name. Protect your image. Don't do things you're not supposed to do. It's not that complicated. You know, don't sell, trade, or barter gear. You get bull rings. Don't tr- don't put them on eBay, you know, uh, for trading for tattoos like it happened at, uh, you know, at Ohio State. When we get, but you also have to put in things with the equipment office too. Even if you don't, even if it's now not a violation for this to happen, the schools probably don't want it to happen. So when you issue shoes, you have to get them out of the box, right? And you ask the kid to put them on, and take ten steps in front of you. Collectors don't want those. So that if they say, "Oh, I don't have time right now," no, no, no. If you, then you come back, and we'll can issue you shoes when you have time. Take them out of the box, put them on real quick. You don't have to lace them if you don't want. Just walk ten feet there and back. Okay, you're good. See ya. And you don't leave them with the box. Now it's harder for that kid to sell them. They're like used shoes. There are some collectors that want to do that, but we wanted to... Well, if you hand them a shiny box with wrapped shoes, they're, they're, they're gone in three days and suddenly after I lost my shoes, I need another pair. And they went and sold them for $200 is what they did. And so you have to be really careful of that. And uh, you don't want to not trust everyone, but you just need things, paper trails. You need to um, make sure everybody knows what they're doing. All right, so that's so that's number one. We've got a couple other we're going to go to, and each in between each one, I'm going to play this sound. Oh yeah, what do you think about that? That's, that's, that's good. good. I mean, that feels like it's like wiggity wiggity wah. Yeah, it's almost good. like like you know you're a DJ and you're switching it up. That's right. Okay, so here we go. We just talked about the Illini guy. All right, let's talk about the Tennessee. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so this is an update. So uh, a few months ago, we talked to you about um, about Tennessee. Tennessee went through an issue where. Uh, their former coach, uh, Pruitt, was um, overseeing some assistant coaches 
who figured out that they were they were giving money to kids in McDonald's bags, and, you know, as they would drive through McDonald's. So they would say, hey, you know, student athlete, these are, these are kids who are coming to check out Tennessee. Go drive through this McDonald's, give them your name, and you will get a prize from Tennessee. And we hope you come here. Right. So that was that's it. Is that OK? Is that OK? to do? <laughs> it's definitely not. I mean, money in a bag is what people would joke about if you're like mocking the NCAA rules. Hey, I'm going to give some money to you in a bag. But also think about this. You're involving McDonald's somehow in this and uh, an employee of McDonald's. Right. Who's then going to gossip to people? They have cameras at the drive through. Yeah. Uh, there's cleanliness. There's corporate. Like why go through all of those things and why not just say, Hey, recruit, come on in my coach's office. You close the door to a coach's office and say, maybe come here, and you just hand him a uh, thing of cash. I, I guess I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why did they make it so complicated, do you think? Yeah, I don't know, but it's, it seems really funny to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I still don't quite understand. No. But, but, so nonetheless, Pruitt lost his job, right? So he got Canada, as yeah. well as a couple of his assistants. They yeah. brought in a whole new, yeah. a whole new group. So Tennessee then goes and says, well, we're going, to, we're going to investigate this ourselves, right, which a lot of schools will do. Oh, yeah. In fact, you're required to a lot of times. Yeah. And so they reach out to you know, Mike Glazer who, uh, and, and B, B, BSK, who we've had an attorney on from BSK a couple of times on the show. Yeah. Great, good people, great lawyers. Yeah, three or four times we've had them here, yeah. and, and we consult with them a lot. Yeah, they're one of the largest collegiate sports law firms in the country and they handle a lot of the major, major cases out there. So they're the ones that are handling the appeal with the NCAA because the NCAA is investigating this. So Tennessee then gets out in front and says, okay, self-imposed, bowl ban, no bowls this year. We're not going to a bowl game. Well, okay, what's their, what's Tennessee's record right now? Do you know it off the top of your head? I don't know it off the top of my head. Well, I, was it, is it that they won't self-impose a bowl ban? Oh, they won't self-impose a bowl ban. So, th- so they feel like they... Yeah, I think have, they were thinking about it. They were it. thinking about it, but they're not going to impose it. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they just said... You know, yeah, because that's the weird thing about the NCAA. It's sort of like you self-impose penalties. And then the NCAA can accept it, reject it, expand on it, that sort of thing. But you self-impose. And they're saying, yeah, 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 this happened. We're not going to give ourselves a bowl ban, though. No. So they're four and four, and they're saying we're no penalty. So what's the penalty that they that they even said? It doesn't. I mean, doesn't really even say what kind of penalty. Yeah. So the penalty is you're you're paying for recruits. It's an inducement. So you gave inducements to recruits in the form of cash, which gets at the heart of of competitive fairness. Now, if they don't get a bull ban in Oklahoma State, which we'll talk about later, does get a bull ban. What do you think about that, Spence? I think it's uh, that's just that's just it comes down to. Uh, the NCA sometimes doesn't make a lot of sense. You got to give these guys a bull ban. So the NCA is going to overlook at that and say, no, 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 no. Mick Bag gets a Mick ban. <laughs> well, you remember last year when it, when Arizona went through its stuff where they had to fire Sean Miller, what did they do? They said, well, we're not playing the NCA tournament this year. Yeah, yeah, because right? we're not any good. We're, they weren't very good. They weren't going to make the tournament anyways. No. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna not play. So Tennessee, now what's interesting in this in this situation is and this is something that we talked about a little bit ago with Dino Gaudino, remember? Mm-hmm. So Pruitt sent a letter through his, his attorney to the University of Tennessee saying, we need to reach a settlement on this case, or I'm going to send NCAA, the NCAA rules violations in the football program and other sports that are going to mm-hmm. give Tennessee debilitating NCAA sanctions. They still haven't come to a resolution. So for Tennessee to say... We're not going to impose a bowl ban, 
and not to negotiate with this with this coach. That's that's pretty bold. That's right? pretty bold. They're 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 trying. Uh, we did nothing here, but look who's representing them. Right, Glazer, and right the BSK signed For up sure. Tennessee. Yeah, I think right. Did, did, did it say that's that right. in there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bond, Shonick, and King, a law firm, Mike Glazer. Uh, now, he, he has one of the best reputations in the whole country. No bull band, guys. And this is fine. Let's, let's, let's get to the bottom of this here. And, uh, you know, and it's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be pretty interesting. It's probably a good move on their part. Now, the move, I think, I don't know if Glazer's firm was hired by Oklahoma State. Right. But, but if, if they didn't, they should have. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's Tennessee. That's an update on Tennessee. So now, listen. Boom, let's go to Oklahoma State. Wiggity, okay. wiggity, whack. Let's go on down to Stillwater. Stillwater, Stillwater. Have you seen the movie Stillwater with Matt Damon? I haven't. Is it good? It is good. Okay, I'll It is good. It. And we're going to head to Stillwater right now. All right, let's go there. So Oklahoma State, if you recall, a couple of years ago, or a little bit ago, they, um, uh, they were involved in this Adidas scandal, right? So... Where, they, where assistant coaches were funneling kids to certain programs. Right. Oklahoma State was involved in this. They had an assistant coach who was trying to get kid a kid to come to Oklahoma State. The kid didn't end up going to Oklahoma State. Yeah. But nonetheless, the assistant coach got some impersonal benefits and some, and some money. Um, they were initially, the NCAA initially sent out a letter and they banned them from the postseason last year. They've said, you can't play in March Madness or the Big 12 tournament. The problem is they had this Cade Cunningham kid who was an all-world player, you know, ended up going top five in the draft. And, and so Oklahoma State appealed that decision and said, okay, yeah, okay, we're, maybe someone screwed up in the past. We're not going to admit or deny it, but we're appealing it nonetheless. And, and then what the NCAA did was like, okay, cool, you can play this year. No surprise. Mm. Now, Cunningham is now gone. The NCAA then comes back and... Like, week before, I mean, college basketball games start next week. Yeah. You know? Uh, a week before college basketball starts, the NCAA says, we're denying your appeal. You are banned from the NCAA, from March Madness this year. Okay? Now, they held a press conference, and I think, I, I listened to what the coach had to say in this press conference, and, and his statement I mean, you can't see it. If, if you go on to YouTube or whatever, you can see this. We're going to play this clip here. It's but available to the public. Available to the for public free. for yeah. free, totally free. This is from, uh, from YouTube. I think it's uh, the Oklahoma World or something like that, Oklahoma yeah. World. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tulsa World. Tulsa World. Go listen to this. So we're going to play this here. Go watch the video. You can see the video. The guy, the coach, Boykins, who's a great coach. Does a good job. Tears in his face. Tears, tears streaming down his his face while he's talking about this. Because Matt, and we'll let, let's play the clip and then let's talk about it. Yeah, let's listen to this here. Let's see if I can get this rolling, Spence. I'll do the uh, little. Uh, here we go. You guys ready? I'm disappointed, disgusted, appalled, frustrated. But somewhere in Indianapolis, there's a group of people celebrating. Stan Wilcox gave a directive. 
Mr. John Duncan. And the team. To save face. They won. shouldn't have to deal with this. Russell Register and Sharika Montgomery came here and interviewed everybody they could. And they uncovered nothing. The FBI did a job. And so did we. There was a single NSA violation. One player received $300. One player, not a recruit, not a future recruit, not a family member, one current player received $300 in and of itself. Because it was self-reported by us, it's a secondary violation. To which the punishment is, you pay the money back, you serve your suspension, which the kid did, and you move on. Now we're here, and Stan Wilcox, and John Duncan, and Russell Register, and Sharika Montgomery, and the Committee on Infractions, to include Ellen Ferris, Anthony Jenkins, Jonathan Alger, Allison Rich, and David Shipley. That's the Appeals Committee, excuse me. The Committee on Fractions, Alberto Gonzalez, Joe Maturi, Gary Miller, Vincent McCurto, Larry Parkinson, Thomas Sullivan, and I don't know the young man's name who's the general counsel at Princeton. I can't say it, and I won't try to butcher it. They slept well last night. They felt good about the work they did. While I explained to 17 kids that their dreams of playing in safe tournament this year couldn't be realized. That's shameful. And there's no wonder that nobody trusts them. Because they get to hide behind letters, COI, IF, and they don't have to come and do this and answer questions and talk to kids and talk to parents. So the message is clear because we had a 300, one $300 violation, no failure to monitor, no lack of institutional control, 
no recruiting violations, no head coach responsibility, no players playing ineligible. So if you got some of those things going on, don't do what we did. What we did was we asked them that we work with them through this process. On January 20th of 2020, I flew to Atlanta to do the first round of this process with the NCAA. The next day we played OU here. It was important that I be there. We went to Atlanta for no reason to cooperate with them, to cooperate with John Duncan and Sharika Montgomery and Russell Register. And then this year, on February 7th, while in Lawrence, Kansas, for a game, the day we played, we had an appeal here. And we cooperated. And we showed up. And we answered their questions. And we provided all the information they asked. So if you're one of those other schools, be careful what they ask you for. Stan Wilcox should be ashamed that he gave this mandate because this was about trying to save face for something that was uncovered, not because of their doing. And now our cooperation has made it worse for a guy like Isaac Likely, who was nowhere near still water when this was happening. I had a young man in my meeting last night raise his hand and ask me, Coach, what are we talking about? That's how long it's been. All right, so, so I, I just felt like that was important to play because you can hear the emotion in this guy's voice, in, in Coach Boykin's voice. I mean, for heaven's sakes, and I totally get it. He wasn't the coach when this happened. The kid who, who, was, who got the 300 bucks wasn't even on the team anymore. He's gone. So why are the kids now being punished for what the actions of what happened earlier? And, I mean, what do you think about that? So if... if I mean, we just, we just talked about the center for Illinois who sold memorabilia. He got a three-day, three-game three 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 ban. But no, the, no, nobody else is getting punished. Nothing else is happening. But here's a guy who, here's a kid who get $300, supposedly, and, and their whole team is banned. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's tough because USC went through something similar, right? You forget that they got a two-year bull ban stripped of a national championship, a bunch of wins, a bunch of money, Heisman, and, and a bunch of scholarships. That, when that was levied, it was about five or six years after Reggie Bush was gone. And the, every single member of that team at USC, none of them were involved in it. None of the coaches were involved. At the time, Lane Kiffin was involved in it. And so I've experienced that where I've been there where an entire team and an entire school and all the players who are not involved in the bad act pay the price for it. Now that sucks. And the reason for that is because things are so slow and get appealed and take forever and, and cycles keep going through. And so that is the crappy thing about this. So, you know, you heard some of the names. We're familiar with some of the names on that committee. Right. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's more to this story that I don't know. 
because the $300 uh, benefit um, usually wouldn't lead to postseason bans. It has to be an aggravating factor. So I'm wondering what we don't know. Um, you know, if there's no actual institutional control, no failure to monitor, no head coach responsibility, that does seem like an unusually harsh punishment. So I'm wondering if there's more that we don't know. Right. Was it deliberate? Uh, were there lies? Were they lied to? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. So I can't really talk on it. But it seems unduly harsh. But I think this is a dangerous path that Oklahoma State's taking now. Because you got to remember, they still have to deal with these people. Right. And for, now, for now. For now, right. But now you've kind of said, hey, now we're not going to – now let's say something else happens a year from now. The NC is going to be merciless. Like, okay, you threw us fine. under the yeah. bus. You, now you're saying you're not cooperating with us. We're not giving you the benefit of the doubt. So I just – I'd be careful. You got a bad ruling from a judge, so to speak. Right. But if you – Spence, would you call up a judge or say something publicly? That judge has no idea what they're doing, even if it's true. No, You'd be careful. No way. Yeah, right? No way. And you got you to bite your tongue there. You got to say, you know, you got to say, all right, well, we, they got us this time. Let's, let's go on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, we strongly disagree and we're yeah. very upset. Yeah. Now, I get it. This guy's upset because he has to talk to the parents. He has to talk to the family. He has to talk to the kids who are crying. I, I, I bet you the NCAA wasn't celebrating. I've been on, the, the, on some of those decisions. They wanted to get this past them. But the NCAA knows that they have to show more teeth in some of these violations. I think Tennessee's going to get in big trouble. They're going to have some right. problems with this. The NCAA is working cons consciously to have more teeth because they're losing control of a bunch of areas. The areas they do have control of, they want to really, really zoom in and crush. And so this is a new dangerous NCAA. Right. Well, so now what does this do for schools like schools like Kansas and, and LSU and uh, uh you know the 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 other school Arizona the schools that were involved in the Adidas scandal now Arizona imposed a self-imposed <laughs> postseason ban last year but now they're eligible this year we'll see how good they are but but you know I mean that's those are three those are two in Kansas and Arizona two flagship NCAA basketball programs right LSU has has had some good years Pistol Pete Maravich Shaq was there you know so they've had some good years but mo for the most part you got two flags, flagship programs. What kind of penalties could come in their way? It's hard to say. USC has one of the best relationships with the NCAA in the country, and they got almost nothing from from their uh, basketball stuff going on. Right. Right. They got off really, really light. It's a relationship business. They don't get fair, on, but it's it's. And so I don't necessarily agree with the strategy of don't cooperate. You need to hire the right lawyer and have the right relationships with your compliance office in the NCA that they can trust you and give you the benefit of the doubt. That's really what this comes down to. Yeah, I agree. So we'll, we'll just have to keep an eye on this. This is something that is going to continue. But, um, you know, cr just crazy. I mean, you, you can hear the emotion. I hope you could hear the emotion in his voice. Go watch the video. Uh, you'll see there's tears streaming down his face. Se seems like the kind of guy, seems like the kind of coach that I'd want my kid to play for, someone who really cares cares about his kids, cares about his program. He got a raw deal. Mm -hmm. He's getting punished for other people's actions. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I get it, but I don't like it. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on that and, and then, you know, keep keep you updated if there are any ramifications. But it looks like the Cowboys, Oklahoma State, are not playing in the NCAA tournament this year. Nope. All right, well, once again, a spectacular rules end. Yeah. I mean, just wonderful. 
And yeah. the update on the on the Oklahoma State case uh, and the Tennessee case, interesting stuff. And there's always, I think another thing you always say is there there's never there's never. Uh, there, there's always not very much information going on in the NCAA. <laughs> yeah. right and now. then next week, yeah. They're, next they're, week, there's nothing going on next week. Yeah, when I was working in compliance, you would think people always thought, oh, so what do you do? You just kind of like answer a couple coaches' questions, a few things going on. No, it was like you're inundated with stuff 24-7. There were just stuff everywhere happening. And violations flying all over the place. And you got this and that question and interp. And it was a very busy industry and next week there's going to be five more things that are going to break. That's just the way it goes. That's what makes this podcast. It doesn't matter year round. There's stuff to talk about. That's right. Well, let's talk about something else. Wait, wait for it. Oh, oh you see that? Breaking news. Breaking news here. Okay. So, uh, now we've talked about the USC admission scandal a lot on the show. Yeah. Um, we varsity have, blues is varsity, the FBI coined it. Varsity blues. So this was, if you recall, this was, Certain administrators at different schools, uh, USC was probably one of the most prominent, that was, that was allowing kids to get into the schools at, through, the academic, through the athletic portal, essentially, <laughs> faking that these kids were athletes so that they would have a better chance at getting into the school. Uh, and this was happening at USC and kind of probably the most prominent at USC. Yep. Um, with two, with the daughters of uh, of Lori Laughlin, uh, Aunt Becky. Still breaks my heart that she did this. Right? I know Aunt Becky. But, I saw her when she was there. Yeah, I saw her. It's, yeah, she and she is. You know, it's too too bad. You know, too bad she went through that. She she, she fell down in my notch a little bit. You know, but yeah. but our good friend Aaron Price, AP, as you know him uh, and love him, he he was at USC when a lot of this stuff was happening. Right, I was, yeah, and and one of the people that you dealt with was Donna Heinel. Okay, Donna Heinel, the star of the show. She's on the cover of every major newspaper right now. This is the one of the largest. In fact, they said it's the largest uh, admissions college admissions story in history, and uh, they have um, several movies that have already came out. Some are some are being made. Uh, the ratings, whenever this would come up, it drew worldwide interest in Europe and the whole thing and Germany and. And so it was like uh, scandals of scandals worldwide. And yeah, I provided rules education on initial eligibility, not admissions. I was not involved with admissions in Donna Heinel. But I was involved. And, and so what, I, And what position did Donna Heinel have at USC for those listeners who maybe haven't listened to those shows? Yes, yeah, senior women's administrator. So she was like the third in charge. Way up there, high-level administrator at USC. Well-respected, very smart. I taught her the NCAA rules on about a, every two-week basis. I would go to her office, teach NCAA rules. I was the person she asked on NCAA rules, um, that sort of thing. So I had a, a fairly close relationship with her, actually, and I worked with her very close and, um, and her staff. And, um, you know, this, and this is really tough, you know, so, but she's going to be sentenced here shortly. She could get up to three years, three and a half years in prison, yeah, so federal a lot, prison. A lot of these people who were involved in this have, have pled guilty or are pleading guilty to the uh, to lesser charges yeah. usually um, so, so that they avoid having to go to trial and potentially spend years and years of, in prison. So, yeah. so what's going on with Donna Heinel? Yeah, so she pled guilty basically and says that basically uh, honest services wire fraud. Wire fraud, you send an email, you're trying to commit fraud. Honest services, working at a school with kids. Right. So um, she's going to get three or four years in federal prison 
Maybe she gets out in two and a half years with some good behavior, but she's going to be sitting several years behind bars and then be a felon. She'll never work in college athletics again. Um, you know, a bunch of big fine for her, I think half a million dollars in fine. I mean, so this, it's, it's really, really strange. Uh, forfeit nearly $300,000. Um, you know, this, I mean, we had FBI involved. Um, it, it, it was as big and dangerous and crazy as it could get. You can imagine, Spence. Well, I remember when you first started here, you'd get calls from yes. reporters and yeah. other people asking to talk to you. LA Times, LA Time, yeah. TMZ. Yeah. This was, it, it was one of the biggest stories in the world at the time. And I came here and it kind of blew up just, I mean, moments after I took this new job and came here. And then like a month later, all of a sudden there was all this drama at USC. And I'm like, what's all, what's all this admission scale? Donna Heinel? Wait, what? And it was weird because it was all these people I knew as close as like some of your law partners that you might know. Right. And if you left this job and took a different job and suddenly you're hearing all these crazy things about them on national news, you would think that's pretty strange. Uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's the update and we'll see what happens there. But yeah, the, the takeaway was you, most schools have a special admission process for athletes where they're, they can be admitted with lesser standards. And that's what was going on here. They would fake them as a recruit, soccer, whatever, and get them in, admitted to the school, then, then scrub them out. They don't show up to practice and they got them in the door and she would take money to do that. Right. I just, just, just unbelievable. I mean, really it just, it just has been. This whole the whole scandal from the very beginning to yeah. to now it's just it's just been it's just one of those things where every every time I hear something about it I just think there's no way there's no way that that was happening no that they were that they were putting these pictures of these uh, on these of these girls on these athletes bodies I mean I but it happened fully happened it happened yeah. and that's it's it's still just just crazy to me um, so uh, we didn't do our picks last week yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, you know, if hopefully you didn't lose any money if you're if you're basing on basing your <laughs> your your, uh, your your Saturday scores on on on. And on we do have some gambling people follow us, don't we? And we do. We have a lot actually. Yeah, a lot. And I think and I think people yeah. are people are interested in hearing. Yeah. Uh, what you have to take because you do pretty well. You did. You went three and one again two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And now, so now we're going to have four more picks. Okay. So yeah. first of all, we always like to talk about who does USC have this weekend. USC this weekend has Arizona State. Okay, tough game. Tough game. All the games, it seems like, for USC are tough. Because this is a scrap season where they fired their coach at the start of the season. Nobody, Everybody's looking for jobs. And nobody's focused on games. There is no easy games left. I wouldn't be surprised if USC loses this by 14, 17, 21. And uh, it's just, they just need to get a new coach at, that, at this point. That's USC's strategy right now. Get a new coach. Now BYU's got an FCS school. We play Idaho State. Now we we've this year has been a year where there have been a number of FCS schools beating F, FBS schools. So you can't you can't take them lightly. We're three, 35 and a half point favorites. I think BYU covers that. I think we handle them pretty easily. F, Idaho State's pretty bad. They're they're the Bengals, but they're and uh, yeah. BYU I think is pretty legit. So yeah. All right, you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Okay, we're gonna start in the ACC. Okay. So this is a this is a probably one of the stories of. College football. Uh-huh. Wake Forest was the last big Power 5 team that had never been ranked in the top 10 until this last week. They are number 9 overall. Uh, they play at North Carolina. Now listen to this. Number 9 Wake Forest is a 2.5 point underdog to North Carolina. So they got the North Carolina, <laughs> Wake Forest in in. 
in Tar Heel country. Who do you got in that game? I got Wake Forest winning that. Okay. Wake Forest. They're going to get it done. I, I agree, actually. I think Wake Forest is legit. I think yeah. people need to start rec- waking up and realizing that they're a really good football program. Yeah. Okay, next game. Uh, this is another one. Uh, Michigan State, number three, Michigan State. Undefeated, 8-0, at Purdue. <laughs> Michigan State's only a three-point favorite in that game. Michigan State will win, but it's going to be a dogfight, I think, in that. Day- playing at, at Purdue is is. is- uh, as a beast. We've been there. We've been yeah. to that stadium. We have. Walked around and talked to the compliance there. It, there yeah, it's a dangerous, dangerous place to air, to play. Michigan State might be in trouble, but I think they're going to find a way to get it done. All right. Number 13, Auburn, at number 14, Texas A&M. We got Auburn. We got Texas A&M. They're both 6-2. and two. Texas A&M is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you got in that game? Who's the home team again? Texas A&M. Texas A&M will win. They, They're going to get it done. Jimbo Fisher's trying to show off for the LSU job that he's going to take soon. Yeah. If, what would happen if he left for LSU? That'd be crazy. I predict it will. That's amazing. All right, last game of the night. Um, let's go with, let's see here. Okay, let's go with, let's go Rocky Top here. Tennessee at Kentucky. This is amazing to me. Tennessee at Kentucky, number 18, Kentucky. Tennessee is a one-point favorite at Kentucky. What's what's Tennessee's record? They're four and four. Kentucky's six and two. Tennessee wins. Tennessee picking. So yeah. you're, you're, this would not be an upset according to Vegas, but Tennessee <laughs> is going to beat Kentucky. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Those are four games. There's a lot of great games tomorrow. There are. And and I I am I am anxious to, to watch some college football tomorrow. But it's going to be fun. Uh, I hope I hope USC beats the Sun Devils. And hopefully the, the Cougars will beat the Bengals. Absolutely. But. but if USC beats the Sun Devils, that's good for BYU because I, I have them losing and then beating Cal, which I think they will. They'll be, and they'll be going to be 5-6 and six heading into BYU. And you do not want a USC that wants revenge and needs to make a bowl game. Because they're going to get their best game. That's we get their best game, and, and we, all those coaches are going to want to make make it happen. Yeah, they're going to be really upset, and and you know we're it, just winning loss. We're there, and then USC gets it done, makes a bowl game, takes Sataki from BYU. That's not. <laughs> that's not. And Sataki ain't going nowhere. I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now, I would I would eat my own hat if, if BYU ends up if if Sataki ends up going yeah. to USC. I, could he leave? Yes. Is he going to leave right now? No way in heck. I think even because we've got so many good things happening at BYU right yeah. now. We're getting transferred. We're getting huge transfers coming to BYU. Anyways, I just don't see it happening. But oh, if that happens, has, I'll eat my hat. They have millions to, to say otherwise. We'll yeah, see. That's true. We'll see. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, stay stay safe out there. Yeah. Continue uh, you know, being your, 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 your kind and happy selves. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's enjoy some college football this weekend. How about that? Let's have some fun. All right.